a regular read of the latest LGBT+, trends, TV, and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello, my dears. I hope you didn't miss us. What is this? A new episode? The first episode of Girls Season 4? How amazing. I hope you're as excited as we are. Well, since it's a new season, we've got something extra special to start us off, but we'll get to that in a moment. For now, I'm going to introduce my wonderful co-hosts. Are you there, Thotter Stew? I'm always here. I have been from the beginning. (laughs) You haven't left. We just put you in a cupboard until we needed you again. Pretty much. Back in the closet. Sounds about right. (laughs) There's no getting you back in the closet, Stu. I saw you in the I wouldn't have fit. <laughs> Moving on. Jim Bunny Glenn, how are you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I am back. I am here. I am queer. I am ready to roll. Are you excited? Because season four will be your first full season on Girl, won't it? I am so excited for my first full season. The real season two is going to get going. <laughs> <laughs> That's there's there's been a fight on. renaming the group where it keeps changing <laughs> to the real season one. And we're like, no, it's season four. I just think if Michelle Assange got away with it, I can too. <laughs> well, time to move on to that something special I mentioned earlier. Now, you may know them as the wonderful baddies, dare I say, from recent TV sensation The Traitors. Well, we've got them here for you today. It's Amanda Lovett and Kieran Thompson. How are you doing, Amanda? Um, absolutely fine. <laughs> just fine just fine oh i'm i'm doing really well life is really good at the moment yes yeah enjoying it yeah and kieran how do you feel very well thank you thank you for having me on i've been giving lots of parting gifts since christmas so it's a pleasure to be here looking to forward to having a chat <laughs> no it's <laughs> wonderful the tv show has been an absolute sensation it's one of those ones where everyone's talking about it but it's here kieran was at a very nervous christmas at your house when you're giving out presents now <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah to, to say the least yeah it didn't uh it was the topic of conversation at every present that was open so yeah <laughs> good one <laughs> party gift put yourself up for life now haven't you it's always gonna get brought up christmas <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Now, we met you at DragCon, didn't we, Stu? Yeah, we did, uh, which was... It feels wild that it was more than a few days ago now, but yeah, a couple of weeks ago. I still um, recovered, actually. Yeah, you... <laughs> I still haven't... You know, we're recording this not too long after DragCon, and I'm still in that kind of... How many weeks ago was it? Was it really only two weeks ago? Okay, fair call. Yeah. It was. It was, it was a lifetime ago, doesn't it? It does, yeah. When you're speaking, I feel like I'm on Bridgerton or something. You're sounding very posh. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a series of Bridgerton. <laughs> They've got more hair on Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, you're much posher up there than in Wales. <laughs> well, that, was, that was the crazy thing in at DragCon, because obviously I think when we met you, we're getting into this, I've just jumped ahead, but uh, when we met you at DragCon, I had no voice, so I couldn't like speak to you at all, and it's like my defining feature usually, so I was like going, what am I doing here? I'm just a man in a dress. <laughs> Well, you look good anyway. Oh, Didn't need you. your voice. So, obviously, we both met you at DragCon. Uh, you were at the tuck shop stall, I believe. How did you both find it? Yeah, I probably had one of the best days ever, to be honest with you. I went on the Saturday. I just I enjoyed myself as an understatement. I absolutely love it. I actually took my brother on day two because he was jealous that I didn't, that I didn't tell him that I was going. So I had to come a little bit later and go all the way to pick up my brother and bring him on day two. I had the best day. I think me and Amanda both agree. Like, the love 
that was shown towards us, the atmosphere, just everything about the day was just like we, we said we'd be back 100%. Yeah. Try and have a social event this time where we can actually go around and, and speak to a lot of people a lot more and, and take in and probably stay overnight and have a few drinks with the Queens as well. So that's yeah. our, our plan of attack for next year. But yeah, oh. I think we both said I, I had the best day ever. Definitely. If we're not invited back, uh, we will definitely be going anyway. Because, yeah, we're just going to gate crash because the only way I can describe it, I've never been in an environment with so much love where everyone could just be themselves, everyone was happy because obviously when you can be yourself and express yourself, you're happy and Joe. And it was honestly like a bubble of love. That's the only way I can put it. And and the feeling, wasn't it, Kieran, was the atmosphere there is just immense. So, yeah, we're gate crashing next year if we're not invited. Us too. That's yeah. it. Uh, Kieran, who was your favourite drag queen to meet? I had, I, to be fair, I've, they're all so different, aren't they, in their own sort of ways. I've had quite a few. So I, I had a good laugh with um, Wyshe Black uh, that was on the stand with me and um, Ophelia Love. I think those are two to see because we were secretly drinking vodka underneath the table. We didn't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then our favourites is uh, Copper Top, just uh, drag brunch on Sunday. My little girl was ill, so I couldn't make it. And I told her I was coming up, so I'm gutted I missed it, but I'm planning on going back um, next month. Kitty's, Kitty Scott, I like quite a few. Um, they're all very different in very different ways, but what I picked up from a lot of the times, a man was saying, like, it's my sense of humour. Like, the, the the banter that we had was absolutely... I couldn't repeat some of it, but yeah, it was... Uh... <laughs> um, there's a real variety, like, you know, especially in drag, because obviously I was talking to someone about this the other day, that there's no rules for drag essentially it's the idea so you know you can have like this wonderful child friendly kind of humour and child friendly looks and then you just get these extreme like wow okay (laughs) this isn't PG at all kind of thing but, um, yeah. I, I mean, I have to. I, I want to point out the fact that I think you are the two first uh, heterosexual guests we've had on the podcast, being an LGBT plus podcast, oh. and I think that's kind of exciting for like season four. But what was it like being in that kind of environment, like from that standpoint? Uh, the, no, no different for me. My, I'm, three of my cousins are gay. My brother's gay. Um, I've got multiple gay friends, so it, I've been. For me, it was like it felt like I was at home. To be honest, with you. I really enjoyed it. I said that's why I picked up my brother on day two, and literally we are itching to get back next year. I loved it. I'm going to go into a lot of shows this year. I can't believe I've been before. To be honest with you, so me and Amanda, like I said a moment ago, we are there. The atmosphere was just electric, yeah. and we was at work a little bit. Like I can't wait to actually go and take in everything and, and go around and mingle a bit more and actually watch like the where they do the walk on the Friday because we that looks amazing uh, and I hear there's a VIP party on the Saturday night they throw people out and then let other people in so yeah we're, we're coming back full force yeah we're going to party <laughs> we're in the party we're in the party yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah for me it's been a total transformation in my life hasn't it you know um and I didn't know what to expect, but oh my God, I have found a family and I'm not moving out of it. That's that's <laughs> the way I feel. It's just, I have so much fun. Um, yeah. And and the both of us, you know, we've just, we've, we're just proud to be part of the LGBT community. You know, I never, ever thought I would be because I, I didn't think I had any reason to be. But oh wow, I mean, it's it's just beautiful, isn't it? The love is just beautiful. That's oh, all I can say. The kindness and... I've had has been from the community on Instagram. Some of the first people to message me and just yeah, so show much love and support and not judging and obviously what we're all meant to do. So yeah, Ginny Lemon actually messaged me 
just after the traitors was aired and said to me, um, you're going to be a superstar, you. I really like you. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got a message off you. And, <laughs> you know, I absolutely love her. We're so good friends and things, you know. It's just but to have that support, you know, I'm not saying you wouldn't get it in the heterosexual community, but it's... I just feel it's different, yeah. There's so much support. There's no jealousy. There's no animosity. Everybody just loves and supports each other. And that's how the world should be, shouldn't it, you know? Yeah, and I think it's wonderful and we can always do with more allies. 100%. Yeah, Yeah, 100%, yeah, 100%, you know. I'm loved more by the gay community than I am with my family. I don't think my family (laughs) loves me. The love I'm feeling now, I thought they loved me, but obviously it's nothing like I felt so far. So my family can get on the bus, then go with Wilf. So Amanda, you've been actually working a lot of the club scenes as well, I've noticed on Instagram. Have there been any drag queens either on the club scenes or even at DragCon that you've really loved meeting or anybody that you're dying to meet and you've got to meet? Oh, I've I've loved meeting them all. Like Kieran said, they're all so different. Um, Tace is obviously Welsh, so, you know, she's got to be my ally, isn't she, you know? Um, But I I love Ginny Lemon. I love them all because, as you said, there is no format is there there's no um structure i suppose when us ladies go out as as heterosexual and i see it more mind with my daughter's age who's 30 and my the twins coming up now 17 everybody's cloned Mm. you know what i mean everybody's got to feel they've got to look a certain way and they've got to act a certain way that their figure's got to be a certain way where, you know, with the drag queens, drag ladies, they, they you can be absolutely yourself and embrace every little curve, every little wrinkle. If you want red hair, if you want purple hair, if you want, you can be yourself, can you? And, and be passionate about it. And, and that's what I love. Obviously, we've talked a lot so far about Dragon, but that's not what we're here for. You guys are one of the traitors. And yeah. I imagine a lot of people are going to want to... <laughs> I'm there for at least five minutes. Um, so obviously, <laughs> oh, no. it was a massive hit, wasn't it? You know, people have fallen in love with it and off the back of it, fallen in love with you guys. But what has been sort of the biggest changes since then? Like, has it had such a big impact? You know, it's only been a few weeks since everyone became obsessed with it. How have your lives changed since? I think, I'll tell you what's a big turning point. And I think when me and Amanda done it on New Year's Day, we've done like a parade round. They asked us to go to top top um open top bus around london and the show had only just finished like a week before uh, new year's day it was and i remember staring at a man me and amanda going around london and people were screaming amanda's name from the crowd as soon as they made eye contact with us you know when someone like i would see someone famous now and i'd be like oh my god it's such and such uh, we could see that in their eyes looking at us and it's the most surreal experience to sort of it's been overnight fame like people shouting out to me part if you could see when they clocked Amanda and they look, it, it was that's the thing for that's when the turning point for me because it's our woods class is literally overnight fame for, for me. Literally, one day we were just normal and then it just went through the roof. Um, and that was, I think, for me, that was the we get stopped. I mean, Amanda, you went to Italy and you were getting photos with people working in your eyes out there, <laughs> yeah, you know, in the airport and then the crew going out noticed me and then when I got to Rome then 
were in a restaurant and people noticed me there. And <laughs> I suppose, Kieran, we didn't, I mean, we're very proud to be part of, you know, such great TV. But for us, we didn't realise it would blow up like this, you know, so. And also, jumping back to DragCon for one minute, all the queens coming over and asking for photos with us, they were like, Q jumping and actually wanting photos <laughs> with us, which, which yeah. was like, unbelievable as well. So, yeah, I mean, just on so many different spectrums, I think, similar to how we all talk freely now, I think it, it touched so many people in so many different ways. Some, some people don't even watch reality. So many people said to me, I don't watch reality TV, Kieran, mm. but I've loved it. Or people have gone into work the next day and done word of mouth and went, oh, my God, you need to watch the trade. I think that's what's made it really go mental, if I'm honest with you. I think people go, word of mouth, everyone's gone, you've got to. Because we all do that. Yeah. If you're, oh, that's a nice restaurant to go out. You'd, you'd recommend you take your friend's recommendations sort of thing, and it's just gone mental. So. Yeah. It's real people with real emotions. Yeah. You know, that was not scripted. All of our emotions were absolutely real coming out, didn't they? All the the friendships we made, all the... And, you know, I'm watching it back now. Have you watched it again? I'm starting it in my brain because I can actually do the same thing. I can actually probably watch it now and not have absolute horrific anxiety and nightmares again. <laughs> well, um, I, yeah, we started watching it because... You sort of, when it was first aired, you're looking at, you know, how you are really and how you're coming over rather than looking at it as a TV thing. And I'm I'm looking at it now and I'm just thinking, oh my God, this is brilliant TV. I can't believe it all <laughs> You know, it's it's like fantastic TV and the way it's been edited. Yeah, so. I think we said it a couple of weeks ago, me and Amanda. I think what worked is, for once, everything worked from the cast to Claudia to Castle mm. to the game to the music. Everything sort of just yeah. came together. And I, I think particularly the cast, because we're not like your body perfect, Love Island, in, Instagram, mm. what we're literally a, a consultant, an estate agent. Do you know what I mean? Someone that works in a care home. Like we're just, people can relate a little bit to more, I would say we're normal, so normalish. <laughs> yeah, normalish. We wouldn't be normal if we went in there, would we? So, no. <laughs> we can't be normal if we've applied no. for a TV show with deceit yeah. and lying. And yeah. so there you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about applying for the next season, so I must be one of you. <laughs> oh, it's it's a fantastic experience, isn't it, Kieran? It's fantastic, yeah. but it it is. And um, when people have spoken to me about it, I I have said it is intense. It is intense, and you have to be strong. You have to think of it as a game because you know you do form alliances in there because your outside world is taken away from you, and um, you have to keep reiterate yourself yeah. it's a game because otherwise it, you know you can feel the emotions of hurt and everything and so yeah but if, if you're gonna do it go for it because it's you know it's worth just going to be in the castle isn't it and having free breakfast because it's fab <laughs> <laughs> i love that specifically breakfast <laughs> yeah free breakfast i love a free breakfast <laughs> yeah you're, you're fed well that's one of the good things yeah yeah Basically, you're fed really well. Uh, one one thing I wanted to ask, though, is did you have, like, any sort of prodding from the producers and stuff? Because obviously we hear it in a lot of stuff where the producers are like, oh, could you just mention this? Or maybe if you could do this kind of thing. No, absolutely. And it's not, we're not just saying it, nothing. It was real answers, real emotions, and they've taken that and edited. Nothing was scripted, was it, Kieran? No, I'd say quite the opposite, to be fair, guys. Um, like, when... 
you probably wanted to talk to someone, like when it's sitting in a scene with me and Hannah at the end when I go into a room and she says, oh, I've got to do my nails and leaves me in the room on my own. I was actually in there for about 10 minutes just staring at the cameras with about five cameras and not even saying anything to me. Just like, she's just staring there in absolute distraught. They don't script you or prompt you. Basically, you are just left to the game. Um, and that's what I think makes it so emotional. Just emotionally training and excited. <laughs> you have every single emotion. No, you do not get any help at any given time or any prompt in any way, shape, or form. And obviously, that's cut between an hour show. Half of the stuff you only see it. I mean, even if we had three minutes each, it would fill up the hour in no time. So there's so much stuff that, that left. They they could probably make a show quite easily from the stuff that's been cut out of it as well. So easily. <laughs> Which would have some humour in it, if I'm honest with you. There was some funny times, but that never yeah. got to... Yeah. Oh, that's that, that doesn't make for the drama, though, does it? The no, drama's drama and tears tell. <laughs> so you, every single bit was cut out, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what made it such a good show, though, obviously. Yeah. With it being so raw and unscripted, it means, you know, you've got this bunch of, as you say, pretty much everyday people that come from all different backgrounds just yeah. trying to compete and win this game. And instead of something like Love Island, which is overproduced and it's very specific it yeah. means that people can and, relate to it and enjoy and it. i think as the original cast we had no idea what we were going into so if you were chosen as a faithful how would you really be a faithful if you're chosen as a traitor how would you be like people going into series two now are gonna have some idea how to play the game a little bit we were just you know just went with it just I wing think, it. <laughs> I think it'll bring out a different type of contestant as well. That would, that would certainly apply for it, whether they get on the show or not. But I think there'd be people that will go to extremes than you saw on this show, probably, guys. I'll be honest, feel like people would go because they, they sort of got will have a game and look at more of a game. We were like, what they didn't count on is us actually being like liking the people who are in there and having really morally torn about doing certain things. Um, and that's what makes the show so good because you can see us battling with decisions and, and trying to get it right and there's no formula for this there's no trick there's no skill set it literally is just a miracle that you survive day by day basically yeah yeah you do live day by day don't you hour by hour she <laughs> was some of the plot twists in there as well uh that actually is it pretty much leads on to my next question uh obviously amanda you started off as a traitor and you were a traitor all the way through you got unfortunately cut a little bit too early due to a few little uh few little stunts that were played there obviously you were replaced as a traitor we we got to see kieran as a traitor if you could have chosen anyone else though to replace you who would have you you know been your top choice for that one what if i was wilf choosing another traitor yeah so yeah. if you got to choose um, who was going to replace you i think yeah it, was, it would have either been kieran or hannah i knew when i left i didn't know the ending i didn't know the ending until two weeks before i screened but I knew I'd get feeling that Wilf would have chosen Kieran to be a traitor. But I thought the two of them went ahead and won it until I met everyone before the screening. <laughs> and then I found out. And then I was a bit like, yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously it would have been Kieran or Hannah would have been the, the two strongest contestants in there to be um, another traitor. We actually spoke about this at uh, uh, the casting. I said, like, it's all right for us to look back now and stuff like that, but I categorically would think would have, would have been, as a as a team, 
if you, I think that's a mistake. If you fall out, if you can get someone in that's similar to you, if I'd have been the opportunity to do it with Amanda, I think the understanding where we are in life and stuff like that, it would have been, and I'll, I'll pretty much guarantee we would have sailed through to, to, to yeah. win that. It's, people say it's an advantage. There's no advantage on either side. It literally is one slight move of events. You know, like the butterfly effect in in the in the castle. We had a chat about it, funny enough. And we were like, yeah, yeah we, we would did. Like, yeah. It would have yeah. just been so. It, it would have been so fun. I actually would have enjoyed them last yeah. few episodes. I think we could have put made such a spin on it and enjoyed it rather than Amanda being dead and me turning into a serial killer at the end. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a lot more fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, you have to have an alliance, whatever team you're in. So if you're in the traitors, you have to be, you know, you have to be loyal to your fellow traitors. And if yeah. you're in the faithfuls, you have to, which was the most difficult thing for Kieran, because obviously he came in as a faithful, and that must have been so hard, because you, you, you do get really passionately loyal, well, you're supposed to do, to your team. Yeah. So Kieran's loyalty was with the faithfuls. So then to have no choice, really, other than to flip into a traitor. And then that happened. That must have been so difficult for him. You know, I was sort of hurt. I know it's a game, but I thought, well, yeah. you know, I thought us traitors no. had alliances like you did with the faithful. So then you had to go from the faithfuls into the traitors. And then that trust was broken again, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, and also, if everyone has a complete and utter unique journey in there. No one is aligned in any no. way. For me and my mental health and trying to cope with where I was on that day and from the first eight minutes in getting thrown out, then me having to hide in lockdown for X amount of days, not knowing what's going in, then dumped back in the castle. Like my, my It was a lot for me to, to mm. deal with mentally and then doing quite well and then tuning in and the 11th hour having that turn, knowing full well which what the outcome was going to be because I didn't have the numbers to, to, to sway the other. It was quite, it was quite a blow and it's quite a lot. To, like that last night before the after Will gave me the ultimatum, I didn't. I literally probably slept about forty five minutes to an hour. I laid in bed, but I didn't sleep because I got laid back from the scene with me and Will. And the next day when I come down, I literally my mind just could not shut off. It was haunting. It was like so many things, and it kept me awake at night. I just kept going through all the twists and turns. You can't shut off in there. Remember, you've got no, no. distraction. Yeah. You can't, you're in, you know, you're in your room. Yeah. And, All um, you think about the game. Yeah, yeah, you can't talk to anyone. I mean, the welfare team is fantastic, you know, and, and everybody's on call. But when you, you know, it's like when you have a bad day in work, isn't it? You come home and you've got someone to speak to or you pick up the phone to your friend or, you know, you can just have a chat and sort of assess everything that's going on in your mind. You've got no one. So you, your mind's going, right, shall I do this? Shall I do that? Shall I do this? <laughs> you know, and you, you are. It's really difficult, isn't it? Yeah, and I think with the traitors, as you say, I think, and the man we said, I think you are, if you might see a very different game set in the next series, you know, because it's obviously a global, like uh, Germany have done it, the Spain have done it, France have done it, Australia have done it, it's all over Europe. I think the one thing you will key is if you are a formidable force as a traitor, I think you can easily. So, and I think you're Amanda, out of, I don't know if you've watched some of the other, the Australian one or something, but Amanda, you can play that role with absolute class and come out loved absolutely loved <laughs> you if you don't if you if you remain true to who you are and have a gameplay and do it with class and dignity and amanda is, is the og of this where you will be loved the win lose or draw you're going to be loved either way um but you the end you're laughing 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you've got to, you know, it's a game, isn't it? Yeah. But I will say to anyone that's going in, you, you have to have an alliance with yeah. your team. It's yeah. teams, isn't it? You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, if Man City are playing Everton, Man City, one of the players doesn't go to the Everton side halfway yeah. through, do they? And say, you know, <laughs> sorry, and I'm, I don't know where I am here. You know, you've got to like, yeah. You've got I to stick with it. it up nicely, I think, you know, if they start doing that. Just yeah. in the middle of the game. <laughs> Not that I know anything about football, mine. I don't know where they are, but, you know, I know they're too big teams. I think if you do work a team, man, say like, when the radar is on you or the shine is on you, you have the skill set as a team to deflect that. You can you see how one turn on that round table can change the whole oh, world. Massively. And if a teamwork, you are two minds are better than one and you will be able to pull off you will be able to buy yourself another day. So there there is sort of patterns where I think a lot of people can actually learn working as a team will do you a good, good, good setting yeah. in there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Kieran, if you were never selected to flip and become a traitor, yeah. would you have ever sussed Will out? Was there anything? Yeah, so I've actually explained this a couple of times, and there's levels to this game. When I come back and um, we're not allowed to vote, me and Amos, one of us, one of them said that me and Amos might be a traitor because they were paranoid one of us, both of us coming in, but they wouldn't add to a successful traitor team. Episode six is where we, I go for Will and Alyssa and Will up for the same chop. I think there's one vote between them. And obviously that goes round to Amanda and that gets Alyssa out. So very quickly, I'd learned from previous before, if you are vocal, if you are open about the traits, and another classic example is when episode 10, when I started, Amanda started picking up vibes from me and I started picking up vibes from Amanda. She went and done the interview and said, I'm concerned about Kieran, I'm concerned about Hannah, them two have got to go. So you know when things are homing in on you. If you keep a traitor on your side and keep them tuned in, episode eight, I think, when me and Will were at breakfast and I'm saying, I think it's Amanda. And I went, it's so hard. So many people could play the role. And I look at Will for the camera's purposes. I went, many, many people could play the role in here. So it's very hidden little subtle hints. It was friends close, traitors closer, basically. So if you surround yourself with a traitor, they have to surround themselves with a set of a circle of trust where people won't vote for them and they are sort of protected to get mm. through game if you are open you are dead if you are too quiet you're dead there's a very middle ground here so i had my suspicions very early long that will was a traitor um but keeping him on side didn't do me any harm at all because that that's one trick i will share is have alliances on both teams and you might you might just survive they you might get survive, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean you got to the end, so you know it was, it yeah. was just just about there. It was that last, yeah. last little hurdle, wasn't it? So. Yeah. Speaking of getting to the end, obviously Amanda, you were a few episodes before that. Was there any of the challenges that you missed out on that you would have really liked to take part in? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sudden no. shake of the head. There. No, I I know I was um, no I was over that rope bridge. You know, it's not a thing I really want to do, hanging off a rope bridge, and. Yeah, and jumping out the helicopter, no. I, I'm not very, you know, I'm more on the ground. You know, a little <laughs> roller coaster ride. I don't know if anyone's ever been to Oakwood. It's down in Wales. So there's a little ride there called the Woodland Trial. So it's like a little mini roller coaster that all the kids go on. Yeah. And it goes through trees. 
I like that. I'm <laughs> it's a bit of a leap. Well, That's literally true. a leap I from can't, that can't and jumping really out of helicopter. Get my, you know, confidence up to go on then, and I go on there and up and down, and that's it. Yeah. So no, no, it was fabulous to see everyone doing it, but it's not really for me. For me, when I come in, so I look at it. Ask, and they cut it out actually, because when I got thrown out in the first ten minutes, when they brought me back, so Claudia killed me in eight minutes, and she brings me back, and my first mission, she buries me alive. So yeah. I find the impression that Claudia don't like me much. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> hanging? Do you know what I mean? So it was like it was yeah, the, the missions were, were quite interesting to say the least. That that I will say that mission, mine, when we buried people alive, yeah. right? Because you're going on to this TV reality show and we're normal people and I did think, okay, they're not gonna be that bad, you know? When we actually see graves, <laughs> I was telling Aaron, there's graves, there's real graves. Because yeah. <laughs> you don't expect it, you think, oh, you know, it'll just be joking or a little bit of earth. The earth must have been over yeah. a foot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, they really were buried down there, weren't they? They put full pelt on that. Yeah. yeah. There was no no corners cut on the burying the live. They put no. oxygen in there for us, thank God. But apart from that, we were we were in. Yeah, yeah. They were in then, and it's you know that's that's scary, isn't it? You know, I know the people out there, but. I suppose that's what makes makes the show as well. It's it's like the barrels. When we had to do the barrels, I thought, are oh, we gonna roll this barrel down the hill now? And I could see the river and are they gonna they're gonna fetch it to the other side and we're just gonna have to push a little bit and look really sweaty. <laughs> and then we're gonna go but it won't like that. No, we had to push all the bloody way. In in the coffin as, as you can see my anger in the end. <laughs> in the coffins, they'd left them. Obviously they'd been prepared for a good week or something before we got out so when we lifted yeah. it up there was genuine cobwebs and and like creatures in there when i got out i had like a tuft of spider web stuck to my head i had a spider in my hair like it was there like there was it was brutal there weren't no way we'd clean it out for them it was like they were just holes and we would just have to get them and get in. Oh. <laughs> yeah mad so kieran you are very very well known for the parting gift yeah. But what would you say would be the greatest gift that you've taken from the experience? Oh, very, very easy for me. Um, I'm sitting here talking with Amanda. Uh, I've made some friends for life that I'm very, very fond of. Show aside, it, we share a great, unique, one-off experience, and I'll always cherish that. But what you could take away is the friends I've got. Like, I've met up multiple times with a lot of people. It's such a unique... You know when you meet someone and, and you, you share an experience that only you two or a, a few of you know, and it bonds you in a... In a very peculiar way, if I'm honest with you. But mine will be, yeah, having some friends I'm very, very fond of and I love to call friends. I suppose it's like friends you make through like a traumatic experience. You're kind of bonded oh, by God. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it. it's like the psychiatric ward going out yeah. for a night. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Amanda? Um, what about, yes, exactly the same, to be honest. I I think I've I've grown as a person because I went in it because obviously, you know, married at 19, you know, five children, working mum. You know, I, I can never remember having that time, just me, without the phone or without anything. So I went in there and I thought, oh, what will that feel like, you know, like when I was 16, just sitting in my bedroom by myself, you know. So that, that was lovely to sort of find me again and channel me a bit. But yeah, the friends, honestly, I think it's just brought something out 
in me that I didn't know was there, sort of to look at life in a different way, more open again. It's just taking it to bring it out in you, I'd say. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm making making friends, you know. we I phoned Kieran tonight, we'd a chat, didn't we? And, yeah. and you know, Maddie's on the phone, Aaron gives me a... You know, there's a few people that I, I, I have made friends for life and I know I could phone them up and say, oh, I'm coming up, I'm going to stay with you, vice versa. And, you know, that doesn't happen a lot in life, does it, you know? And our families change as well. When we, like, when Amanda's with her two girls and noticing people noticing their mum and then her, them noticing it, looking in their eyes and watching, like, that's just my mum. But people yeah. are like, oh, my God, it's a man. Like, it's affected a family as well in such a positive way where yeah. it's, it's just amazing. It's just seeing things They're that, like... very proud of us, aren't they? Yeah, a month ago, things were very, very different. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden... Yeah, they're looking at their uh, their mum and they're calling out, screaming out her name. And yeah, my little boy's going, "Why do people yeah. shouting at parting gift, daddy?" Does like, I, I explain <laughs> it when you're a bit older, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, so obviously we've had a lot of chats about the critters. We've had a little bit of a chat about Dragon. Had some serious questions, some not so serious questions. Now it's time for a bit of fun. What we do as a tradition on the Girl Podcast is we have a little bit of a game. You guys are going to be the test bunnies for a new version of the game. Usually we have one guest, and that one guest goes up against a host. But this time we've got... Well, a host, it's Glenn. They go up against Glenn. Yeah, goes up against Glenn. <laughs> Once in a Pretty blue much. moon, one of us like steps up to the plate, but it's usually Glenn. <laughs> it is usually Glenn. This time, though, because we've got both of you, it's a head-to-head. So. Oh, my God. Kieran's much more intelligent than me, mind. Have you got to be intelligent for this? No. No. <laughs> you, you've got to be able to use Google. <laughs> uh, what you will be in line to win is a customised new Peter badge. So we have a lovely badge that Velvet makes. If you win, you get a lovely golden edition. If you Ooh, are the runner-up, you will get a lovely silver edition. So you do win oh. something either way. Honestly, we might yeah. win something. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you can yes, redeem yourself. You guarantee hey, something. You haven't got Wilf behind that door now, have you? Because if you are... <laughs> That's the surprise. <laughs> Ta-da! No, I promise there is there is no traitor amidst uh, this. Perfect. Theme. So yeah. what we're doing is we've got a little a little villain theme going on because even though obviously you guys weren't villains at all, traitors can often be considered villains. So what I'm going to do is in turn I will give each of you a question. What I'm going to do is give you a movie or a TV show, and you've got to give me the villain from the TV show. Oh, I so love it's this not really intelligence; too. it's more just pop culture. Okay. So, so we'll start with Amanda. If I say to you 101 Dalmatians, who's the villain? Cruella DeVille. Correct. Easy. See, they're not too bad. Kieran, Snow White. Snow White. Uh, Amanda knows. You can see it in her eyes. Name. I don't think it's a specific name. Is there multiple names for this one? So No. There's one, one man. It's not the dwarves. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably a version out there where they Snow are White. the villains. Villains, no one. Don't know. Here's just the evil witch. Pretty generic. Um, <laughs> the evil witch may have a, may have an official name in the fairy tales, but right. I, I got so, really stuck with that. Like that's the same Snow White and Cinderella and stuff. I'm just like, wait a minute, is it the, the evil black- stepmother or is it the witch or is it the- yeah with the little with the little, she basically looked like a traitor with the little hood. Yeah. It's the evil queen because she's also married to her dad, who's the king, I think. Oh, there we go. How the we more, don't more you know, know this? Thanks, Google. Did you know that was? <laughs> I know. 
I knew she had a black cloak and there's something to do with an apple, but... All of us failed Close that one. <laughs> All of it, yeah, no points for anyone. Okay, Amanda, what about the little mermaid? Oh, it's um the big octopus. Um oh what's her name? She's big octopus, isn't she? Um oh, oh and she wears the crown. Can I have that? Because she's is a big octopus. <laughs> no, we can we can't. We need a name, I need a name. Oh, you dare give her that. <laughs> That's it. She's in the lead. Up. We give her half a point usually, but I'm like, no, you're in the lead so far. Yeah, good good move. I've forgotten her name. Oh, her name is Ursula. Oh. <laughs> Terrible name, I, right? I love it, uh, Ursula, but based upon a drag queen called Divine, which I think is oh, wonderful in history. So, Kieran, what about He-Man? Skeletor. Yeah. That's one for me. Go, you move. <laughs> head. What a power of great skull. You don't get an extra point for that, but I'll take it. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay, Amanda, what about Harry Potter? Main villain. Oh, I've never watched a Harry Potter film. You have several children. I have five. That's why I've never watched a Harry Potter film, because <laughs> I'm always cocking when they're watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's probably that you put them in front of the Harry Potter movie and then go and have some time to yourself. So. Or clean, or wash, or iron. Can I, okay. can I have, like, I don't know. All right, that's nil. I'm very competitive. I'm, I'm going to get the. I'm going to get the oh, kids. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one all at the moment. Um, no. The correct answer would either be Voldemort or J.K. Rowling, given oh. what she's been like since she wrote. Oh, the book. J.K. Rowling uh, <laughs> would have accepted either. Uh, okay, Kieran, a <laughs> little funny. bit of a switch up here, then, Kieran. We've we've been a bit Disney um, so far. What about Nightmare on Elm Street? Who's the villain? Freddy Krueger. <gasps> That's easy. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> Everything's easy if you know the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Amanda, Amanda what about the lie? Yes, Scar. Hey! Oh, my favourite cool. Disney villain. Good. Pretty good. Pretty good Disney villain. Uh, Kieran, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Just sip, sip. There's not. Um... Uh... It's not. No, it's not. Um... That's a hard one, Sherlock Holmes. Is there one main or is there multiple for this? Sherlock Holmes has a nemesis, but he's only actually in about two stories, I think. I know the scene. I remember seeing it. The main one in the t- in the BBC TV series with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. I'm not gonna. The name's not gonna come to me in time. I'm done. It's it's Moriarty. <laughs> wow, it's four questions wow. in and we're drawn. Two points. Might we need the tiebreaker thoughts? <laughs> um, let's find out. So, Amanda, last question. Halloween, who's the main villain? Halloween, what? Who's the what? Sorry. Who's the main villain in Halloween? The John who's Carpenter main... film. Um, the horror series. Who's the villain in Halloween? <laughs> I see all, you, Amanda. Also, the name of a comedian. <laughs> my head. Could you please Google this quickly? Um, quickly in okay. the background. Halloween. Um, Can you Michael. Roll over? Michael. Yeah. Well done, Amanda. Well done, girls. <laughs> Plainly looking off screen. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers, it's just come to me now. Michael Myers. Brilliant, brilliant. Sorry, absolutely no googling. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know if cheating was involved, but I want, I want to give her it because it's like this. I mean, it's a trick. 
We've got to remember, we've had, lot of, we've had like the best training in this ever. <laughs> Michael Myers. Michael, Michael Myers. Yeah, well, well, well um... Sorry, I just, listen now, lads. You know, you don't know what it's like to be menopausal with a menopausal brain. <laughs> okay, you've got to give me um... that one because it just goes all like jellyfish sometimes with Michael Myers. It came to me in a flash then. <laughs> well, well done. Yeah, you can you can have that one. We'll, we'll give that you one. Okay, Kieran, last one then. Die Hard. Who's the villain? Wait, wait which one? The first one? Yeah, there's a the few. Original. Yeah. Hans Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Correct. Come on! Wow. <laughs> what is going yes. on, Stu? Right. I am I'm I'm shocked. I'm, that has got to be the most correct answer we've ever had on any of these games. After five questions, we're... Oh, God, we're at a tie. Three answers each. What do we do about that, Stu? One minute, darling. I think, for once... We actually need the tiebreaker. <laughs> the only time. I write one every single week and we do it for You've beaten Glenn, no, but sorry. here's the tiebreaker anyway. So the tiebreaker is um, going to be a little bit more tough. Uh, this is going to be nearest to the closest answer because it would be. I couldn't just give you a simple question for the tiebreaker. So, in US dollars, how much did the villain background story Maleficent make at the box office. Now, you can both give me an answer, and it's going to be whoever gets it closest. Is it millions or billions, first of all? Millions. It is millions. It's US dollar millions. $550 million. $6.4 million. How much? 6.4. I think we have a very clear winner there. I I think Kieran's won this one. Yeah. Uh, the real answer is 758.5. Yeah, oh, not, not bad at all. So, Amanda, you were off by about 700. <laughs> uh, when it's that amount of money, you can I'll tell you what, though. I'll, I'll do your deal. Let's give Amanda the gold one. I'll have the silver one because she's the queen. I don't mind. Swap them over. We've had fun. Doing the gold <laughs> I mean, one. The, the, the reality is. That lovely gesture, we will give you both a gold fudge. Both, both a silver one, too. Thank you. <laughs> there's, no, there's no losers on this show. Thank um, you. You just get bragging rights, really. That's, that's fine. You, Thank you very much. You know me, guys. Well, well, well done. I give gifts to people. Some are yeah, nice. You do. Yeah, <laughs> I do, yeah. Don't, I don't want to give No, <laughs> you don't know what's going to be on it. Maybe we should make an extra badge for Kieran so he can just give it to someone. <laughs> so let's move on to some wonderful fan questions. I've got the first one from Gemma, who asks Amanda, if you were to appear on another reality show, which one would you choose and why? Um, oh, I'd like um, I'd like to appear on a reality TV show where the public vote you out. Because I think it'd be a different concept to be in. And I'd like Big Brother, I think. Yeah, so I was, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to go on Big Brother. Yeah. You're probably the same, Kieran. You was the same sort of. They said when I, when I considered doing it, I was like, yeah, because yeah, I know there's drama in there, but I haven't got to worry about people trying to kill me twice a day. So I'll no. be able to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit safer. 
off just a little bit. Give us a bit more alcohol as well this time, so we can, yes. we, we should yeah. go into together, Amanda, and get pissed. We should, yeah, if we spread that. <laughs> My friend, the wonderful Paul Watson from Nerdy Up North, the other podcast that you can catch me on, he's asked, this one's for Kieran, actually, yeah. uh, how did it feel to drop that bomb in the season final, like, and to drop Wilf in it? There must have been some great satisfaction there after he stabbed you in the back. <laughs> uh, yeah. 100%. So, I won't be around the burst. Like, I won't go on. It's my journey comes so far, like, I was fuming because it was over for me and there's not much I could really do about it. But I hoped he'd kept his end of the bargain, but we all know we'll be in will. And I don't blame, like I said, I, I thought we've spoken multiple times after. But to say I did not enjoy it, absolutely. I, I, I thrived on a delivery. I don't... It felt pretty good when I was doing it and I felt it could potentially have an impact on the game. Hannah was the biggest struggle. Uh, Aaron might have got it, but saying it, you know, and you just know thinking, but I was reading people's reactions around the table and you see when it's going around, I actually smile because I think, right, I might have I might have actually pulled this off, but the rest was down to them. I had no idea how the people would perceive it, jumping off sofas at home and literally screaming at the TV and all sorts of scenarios. And yeah, so it, <laughs> I did I did have a bit of remorse for probably about... Oh, a minute, and then I then I enjoyed it. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed. I think it was a fitting end to a, to an amazing show. And Aaron and his mum, I, I enjoyed. Yeah, it was. I mean, when you can, I don't live life like that. And obviously, revenge or whatever you want to call it, or payback. It was just a perfectly timed set of words for the maximum effect. And depending on who you ask, they loved or they hated it. Yeah, I think Kieran sort of showed a lesson as well that there was a game plan with with Wilf and. And, and you know we've all spoken about things there's no hard feelings he had a game plan and he stuck to it but I think going through life you have to show loyalty somewhere along the line <laughs> do you know what I mean you can't yeah. keep doing that and I know that was his game but I think Kieran has shown people a good lesson as well that it doesn't always work out in someone's favour to just throw everybody under the bus and, and just be totally for yourself as well. You have to have an alliance and show your work colleagues, your family. You have to, you know, people in life generally, you have to be supportive and show loyalty. So I think what he done was a far bigger thing than just, you know, throwing Wilf under the bus. You can't just get away with things like that all the time. It's people, I think, when it when you watch it, when I've seen so I've, I watched it back on the live, but I'm not sat there and I've watched it, I can't believe myself to watch it yet. But I remember, like, I see when it was a live episode and, like, the sheer... The how the whole game shifted in milliseconds and it just spiralled. So, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I did feel guilty. I'm, and I, all joking aside, uh, I didn't want to take money away from anyone. But like I say, if someone's going to stab me in the back, I'm certainly going to repay them the favour, that's for sure. Yeah. And like Amanda said, it is a game at the end of the day. Yeah. That's Yeah. And it gets good viewing. I know it depends who you ask. But, yeah, that it was only going one way. And then to flip on his head in the last minute, it gave everyone, like, we're all, we're all talking about it. So, yeah. long TV gold, wasn't it? You know, uh, the best scriptwriters couldn't have written that. It was. I thought it was fantastic. Not for personal reasons, obviously. I just thought it was good. <laughs> it was. I mean, and you, you say you know, not taking money away from people, but one way or another, someone was going to get the money. So yeah. you know, you, well, yeah, fair enough. One person didn't get it, but it did go to other people. Yeah, which is basically essentially something you helped do. So yeah. and it was TV gold. Come on, let's let's be honest. You yeah. talk about people jumping up and screaming at it. I did. So. You know. <laughs> 
was a great moment. I actually had Ryland Clark message me saying that was your eyes will go down in reality TV history. <laughs> and I went, it's nearly as good as yours. He went, nearly. <laughs> so we had a <laughs> time. I had Sheridan Smith message me as well and said that was like the, one of the best things. I had, some, I had a lot of love um, and a lot of people wanted that. I hope that twist had come. So, yeah, it was, it was. I wouldn't change a single thing. The single moment of the whole show that anyone would really want to change, it was, you know, the things that happened. Yes, people had their favourites. They wanted them to yeah. go longer. Yeah. But it just lined up so mm. perfectly. And you don't get that from the first season of a show. No. Um, <laughs> I've actually got a question for you now, Kieran, um, from Chris. Yep. He wants to know, um, you've obviously put it out there that you'd like to play a Mitchell brother quite often. Um, <laughs> but how would you feel about flipping that script and going from, you know, one of the East End boys to being a pantomime villain or a dame? I've been asked quite a few different things about what I could do. That's, I mean, I've just come across as an absolute villain in the show, unfortunately, because of the, the mentality I, I went through. But I've actually got a really good sense of humour and I like to have a laugh and enjoy myself. Um, and I've got a bit softer in the old age. I would relish the opportunity to do anything like that. Yeah, I mean, the East Enders thing, as you know, has been bubbling around for ages and I don't know if to take that as a compliment or not. But I would absolutely do. I even contemplated dressing up as drag, I think, this year as well as a one-off because <laughs> I like RuPaul. So I think I'd like to see how I look. <laughs> I'm, uh, I mean, there's always there's drag con next year. Get velvet on the job. I've got a good sense of humour. I think I'll do. I'll try anything, and I'll just as long as I enjoy myself. So I'm open. Pantomime villain, yeah, whatever. I mean, if there's an opportunity, and you can make someone smile, or give them an entertainment, or just do something, then I would. I would relish the opportunity. So all is within reason. Also, I love the idea of there just being another Mitchell brother that just appears out of nowhere. It's like, oh, oh, we forgot it. It's like you know when they get a series and they just oh ratings are lagging. Let's just throw a random character and they're like oh it's just it's <laughs> There's always a long-lost child, isn't there? Yeah. So you can oh, be yeah. the long-lost child, Kieran, in your yeah. With some kind of deep, dark secret, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, so do either of you have any upcoming appearances or projects that you want to promote? Ladies first. Man has got probably um, that. <laughs> yeah, I've got quite a few um, lives. I'm in London the weekend in Brewers Tour and I'm on Hack Attack in the morning. I don't know if you've heard of Hack Attack. I yeah, haven't heard of Hack Attack, but I quite like it. It's either, I'm assuming it's a crafts thing, but it could also no, be... It- Hacking it's the sort internet? of a, <laughs> is it also it's on you no, it's like on YouTube and it's celebrities talking and if you get the question wrong, which as you can see now I'm not the brightest and the most intelligent, they hack into your phone and do some things, show you some embarrassing. Yeah. So oh, God. that's amazing. Yeah. Ah. yeah, so um yeah, so I hope my phone's okay. Um, because I'm not the brightest, I'm not going to get all the questions right. But that's going to be fun. So, um, yeah, so I'm doing that. But then I think me and Kieran have got some things coming up as well that are in the pipeline. We've got lots coming up. So, haven't we, Kieran? So, yeah. yeah. We're looking, yeah, I'd like to do, uh, my brother goes to Brighton Pride every year, so I'd like to go down there, I'd like to do. We're at Manchester on the 10th, that's going to be a nice red carpet and we can actually drink yeah. and have ourselves. Yeah. Not really like a promoting thing, it's just a night where we can just enjoy ourselves and have fun. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple other things I'm working in the background um, with the BBC about a couple other potential things coming up. So um, just sort of, um, yeah, nothing intimate. I want to get to get out some more meets and greets and see people and stuff yeah. like that. Nice. We're catching up the end of the week, and we so there's some meet and greets and and um, yeah venues and some pride appearances gonna be confirmed. So yeah, we'll be out there saying hello to everybody. Is there anything else coming that you guys know about as well that you're you're looking forward to? 
Oh, I think caught, caught you there, Miss Wurkle. Well, have it. Yeah, we, we ask the questions here. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've turned it around on us. Are you trying to get a hosting job, Kieran? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late to replace Glenn. It's only one. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I passed my Eight. probation, thank you. Is he's passed his probation. We've got business cards with him on now. and We will be covering a UK drag idol heats in Newcastle. Nice. In April, every Sunday of April, so we're looking forward to that. I know yeah. a couple. I went, when I went to Ibiza last year, I, I bumped into Scarlett Moffat up there, and I was partying with her. And there's a couple of drag queens I met: the Liam and Luke, uh, Emma Royd and Cara O'Hara. They're from uh, Newcastle, around there. So I met them. Yeah. So I'd, uh, I might call them and come up for something like that. So I had the best time with them partying with them them guys. It's a bit weird, actually, because like what's coming up is you, you know you'll probably laugh at this, where we have two competitions happening within two months of each other that are called the same thing. So I will be covering with my series Snatch Talk, we will be covering Drag Idol, which is Newcastle's famous uh, drag competition, which brought us Chuitza May, who you might have met at yeah. a drag con. And then a couple of weeks later, we have Drag Idol UK, which is a totally different competition that involves oh, loads oh. of heats around the UK. So it's, and I'm technically going to be covering both of them. So uh, no, I don't know no. if I have to use a different accent or something for each of them. Or... Yeah, you might have to. Oh, no, don't change Don't change your accent. It's the Bridgerton sort of talk. I like it. <laughs> Well, how about Very I do a Bridget Jones for like one of Bridget them Jones. and Bridget yeah. for the other? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. I do know. I do know there was a venue um, in Newcastle that were very interested to know how your murder mystery night works, Amanda. I done one in Social Dice in Swansea, yeah, and they done um, Blood on the Clock Tower, yeah. and yeah, it's sort of very similar, but it's, it's quite intelligent. So I, I like was a bit up to my death. So I, <laughs> but I did, but I did say that because it's like, um, it's all the village people, and then you get your certain characters, which are you know the villain and yeah. this and that. But I did, I caught the villain twice. I was in two groups. <laughs> And I caught the villain twice. Yeah, I did. Amazing. We we just did one at uh, New Year. And the the thing no one tells you about murder mystery nights is that you tend to get drunk over the course of them. And then you're meant to be correlating all this information. And they're giving you all these clues and stuff. And I'm just like, I am mortal. I'm not taking in (laughs) like any of this. So by the end, you're just pointing fingers randomly. I remember doing one years ago. We did a murder mystery in my house. And there was about 12 of us. And I was actually, I think I was the murderer then, or I was murdered. I was so plastered. I didn't know, and in the end, they were all going to me, but it's you. And I said, was it me? <laughs> See, yes, it was good practice for the traitors. You just, you know, that. That's why we yeah, were only allowed one drinking traitors. That's why, wouldn't we? Because otherwise, <laughs> we would have all just, you know. <laughs> I did a Zoom one in lockdown there. Uh, that was where you bought it online. It was run by Ginger Minge. So, like, you got all the videos and all your scripts and stuff, and then you just had to read it out. But by the end of it, we we're just like, so what's happening? <laughs> yeah, who's, who's what? Has anyone murdered anybody here? When I got home from RuPaul's, I've got to show you something. Someone slipped something into my bag that I was working on. My wife found this, and I had to explain mm. what it's... <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that, is that Tony the Doll? <laughs> no, it's Sophia Love. She was, on the, um, she was on the stand with me, and I put some of my photos that I'd left and she must have slipped it in my bag and then I found it and my wife found it she goes you got something to sell me I was like <laughs> <laughs> I might do <laughs> maybe I'm going to the bag next year yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. No, no, next year, next year, go and do the same to her. Just slip like a slip on the back. Love it. <laughs> I, I think we've already, you said you were up for doing drag, so DragCon 24, we're mm. putting you in drag, I think. I'm, I'm, my wife, I'm well going to do it. I'm fit. My brothers, are, I'd love to see what I look like. I would relish the opportunity, so I'll shave my grey beard off. At least I'll get rid of my grey hair. No, keep, keep it on. Velvet keeps the beard on. Yeah, yeah. There's no rules to drag, remember. Good. I wanted to try the makeup though, see what I can do with the eye makeup and go for yeah. <gasps> Their makeup is flawless, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. She, she was up at five, I said, Well, how long did it take? She was up at like five thirty in the morning, I think. So she's like five and a half hours. I was like, Jesus Christ, that is hardcore. Fair play. Well, but this is the, this is the thing though, it's the fact of obviously for me to get into Drag at DragCon, I was up at like 6am every day in order to sort of get into makeup to be at the yeah. best thing for like sort of 10 to 9 or something. And But obviously because me and Glenn were sharing a room and I'm a noisy bitch, so was Glenn! Glenn was up at 6 o'clock every morning. But uh, Glenn, I feel for you. I know the feeling. Well, Amanda and Kieran, thank you so much for being guests on the podcast. It's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the invite. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and hopefully we all bump into each other when we can drink next time. So we can have a problem. <laughs> when, when, when you can drink without needing to surreptitiously do it. Kieran <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaks for both of us. Thank you so much for inviting us on. And um, yeah, hopefully um, we will meet again very shortly in, in some event or venue. And yeah, get very drunk. <laughs> Brilliant. As I mentioned earlier, I will be covering Drag Idol, Newcastle Drag Idol, with my series Snatch Talk that will be available on YouTube once again. So I will be interviewing all of the contestants when they come off stage and uh, giving my own opinion on a lot of stuff. So we're trying to see what we can work out for that this year. Uh, Glenn, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? Yes, my wonderful flock, the Newcastle Ravens, the only LGBTQ plus inclusive rugby club in the Northeast, are hosting their Hadrian Cup on the weekend of the 17th of March. Main tournaments on the Saturday, if you're a potential sponsor or a volunteer who would like to come and help out in the LGBT tournament that attracts 700 people across the country, then please get in touch with the Newcastle Ravens. We do rugby union and touch rugby. And Sassy. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's a St. Patrick's yes. weekend. Get, get yourself down there, whoever's listening. We're both, uh, we're, I'm half Irish and Amanda's from uh, Irish in her as well, so we've, we've both got the connection. Both so half Irish, between yeah. you, between we you, are, you're all Irish. Irish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we like a bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> And a few drinks. And yeah. a few drinks. I don't have anything major to promote. Just TikTok. We have joined TikTok, and that's new to me. So go follow that. Give us some love on TikTok. And YouTube. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. See you later. Right, how are we going to say goodbye this week? Is there anything we want to do? Do you like a parting gift? <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, well, what we'll do, uh, count of three, we'll just all say bye, okay? Yeah. Right? Okay. See you all next time. One, two, three. Bye. 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 bye.